Usually at this time of the afternoon we'll have a guided metta practice. But um, today we wanted to give you the opportunity to settle into the practice of breathing meditation. And so this period I will do a little bit more instruction and guiding in the um, mindful in the meditation of breathing. So as we've been emphasizing, really the whole practice, a lot of what we learn and a lot of how we explore is to find a way to bring our attention to the breath in a relaxed way. This is really the art of collecting and unifying the mind, is finding a way to attend to be attentive and yet relaxed. So this is, it's a, you know, it's not quite a paradox, but the way our minds hold attention, it sometimes feels like a paradox. How do I pay attention to something without over-efforting? There's many ways into this, into this exploration of relaxed attention. There probably as many ways into this to find this kind of relaxed attention as there are people in the room. And so this is an exploration. We each make this exploration. In effect, our uh, settling into our mindfulness, our mindfulness meditation or our breath meditation um, practice is a wordless exploration of the question, what does it mean to attend to the breath in a relaxed way? So it's not thinking about it, but it's exploring. What does it mean? How do I attend to the breath in a relaxed way? So in the instructions, we will be offering you things that we have found supportive for this, for, from our own practice. So today I'd like to offer you a few of the things that I found supportive. The key, one of the keys for me has been actually encouraging relaxation of the body. Starting with a relaxation of the body. Not being in any rush to attend to the breath, but beginning actually with a relaxed body scan, a relaxing body scan, relaxing the muscles of the body. I found that relaxing the body supports a relaxation of mind. And when the mind is relaxed, it can be more easily able to attend to experience in a relaxed way. So this is a place I begin, is with relaxation of body and mind. And again, there are many ways into this. In that relaxing and then attending to the breathing, a receptive quality to attending to the breathing is very helpful. Having the sense that the breath is coming to you a couple of ways that I found helpful in connecting with the breath in a relaxed way. I'll just mention two ways that I found helpful. One is that often in attending to an experience like breathing, we sometimes will narrow our focus. It's like we think of the breath as being either right at the nostrils or maybe at the sternum, that's where I pay attention to my breath, or perhaps, you know, in the back of the throat. And often we're paying attention to a kind of small area of the body when we're attending to breathing. And so we have this sense at times of narrowing down the attention as if we're collapsing our attention. So we're just paying attention to that and trying to ignore everything that's not that. So we have, often I think we have a sense of kind of constraining our attention down to the thing that we're trying to pay attention to. And what I found helpful for myself is to kind of reverse this. 
rather than to think of narrowing the attention to pay attention to the, to the breath where I'm noticing it in my body. Instead, I think of or allow the experience that I'm paying attention to to get really big. We think about the field of awareness as being a large field. Can we allow the experience of breathing to fill that field? There will be other experiences going on in that field. As you're sitting, paying attention to your breathing, there's also other body sensations, there's sound, there's other things going on. So the field of awareness is, is, is large. And so I have a sense, it's almost an image, of allowing that experience of breath to expand to fill the field of awareness, to permeate all of experience. So there doesn't, again, there doesn't need to be a conflict. Sally talked this morning about 50-50, 50% of the attention in, in the body as a whole and 50% of the attention on the breath. This could be thought of as a variation of that, that we allow the breath to suffuse or permeate through all of experience. That's one way that I found helpful um, to explore this relaxed attention to the breathing. Another way, again, it almost is like an image, but um, it's particularly helpful for me when the breath gets subtle. And it, it, it tends to. Actually, that's one of the benefits of using the breath as a meditation object, because as we pay attention to the breath, it tends to get subtler. It's not a mistake that that happens. That's what tends to happen. And what, what we need to do with that is learn how to uh, connect with the more subtle experience. Rather than trying to breathe harder so that we can feel the breath, we learn to, to settle our mind so that it can connect with the subtler experience of breathing. So as the breath gets subtle, uh, one way that I found helpful for exploring this is an analogy. If you've ever been outside looking at the stars at night and seen a particularly uh, dim star, you might notice that you can't look right at that dim star. It like obliterates it. We can't see the dimness of the stars when we look right at them. But if we look just off to the side of it, we use our peripheral vision those stars can pop into view. And so when the uh, visual field at night is, is dim or subtle, we, we don't look directly at the experience. We look just to the side of it. And in a similar way, when the breath gets subtle, rather than trying to look right at it, I find it's helpful to look just off to the side of where you typically will attend to the breath. Don't try to look right at it. Kind of allow a a peripheral attention to the breathing. And sometimes with that backed off approach, the breath will pop into view, will pop into the experience, you'll be able to see it because you're not trying to direct attention right at it. It's, It's like the breath is a very delicate creature it's a shy creature that doesn't like to be right in the spotlight, you know, in the glare of a focused, pointed kind of attention. It's much, much more willing to reveal itself with the settled, soft, receptive attention. So those are a few suggestions, and now let's settle into our bodies. Allowing a relaxation of the body. Consciously, perhaps relaxing muscles 
where you tend to hold tension. Softening and releasing the muscles of the body. For myself, I find it particularly helpful to also check in and see if there can be some relaxation inside the body. See if you can relax behind your eyes. Relax inside your throat. Relax your heart. And your lungs. Relax your stomach. Your intestines. all of your organs. Also see if you can consciously allow any mental tension to relax. Letting go of thoughts and concerns about the past or the future. Releasing any thoughts about the present moment. Actually, there's very little that has to happen. Having consciously relaxed the body and mind. It can sometimes be interesting to see if just a little bit more relaxation can happen by requesting the mind and body to relax. Dropping in a request into the mind and body May the body relax. And then just settle back and see how that request lands. May the body relax. May the body relax. May the mind relax. And from this place of as much relaxation as you can connect with in this moment, you might invite the attention to rest with the breathing. May the attention rest with the breathing Again, that can be a way in which the mind and body will naturally find a way to attend to the breathing.
And if that doesn't resonate with you, allowing the attention to connect with the breathing wherever it's most clear to you. Seeing if you can allow the attention to be broad and relaxed. Allow the experience of the breathing to fill the field of awareness. Rather than narrowing down the focus, let the breathing, the experience of breathing get really large permeating the field of awareness. If you find yourself sleepy, allowing yourself to connect with, in particular, the in-breath, which energizes the body and mind just a little bit. If you're finding yourself agitated, Emphasizing the attention to the out-breath, which encourages and supports settling and relaxing. And the mind will wander when you notice that the mind is no longer paying attention to the breathing. It can be helpful in that moment of recognizing to relax. Check in and see if any tension has crept into the body and mind as a result of the mind wandering. If so, allow a relaxation and open again to receive the experience of breathing, allowing the breath to come to you.
Remembering that the breath is a delicate creature. And sometimes it's helpful to not try to look directly at the breath. quietly approach the breath as if it were a rare butterfly.
So I've left a few minutes for questions, if there are any questions about your practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. It goes on, and the worst of it is, usually I know it's a thought, or a plan, or a wish, or a danger. Did you say you note it as a thought? What? Did you say that you note it as a thought? I didn't quite hear what you said. Well, you... it's easier to note a thought. But the music is sort of insidious. It's like it's in the background. Right. So the question, the question is around um, a form of thinking which is being experienced as music, and that um, it's kind of going on in the background. And then he'll notice that he's starting to breathe in time with the music. Um, so. Essentially, I guess the question is how to work with this. Uh-huh. Um, you know, this is, this is one of those... Um, it, it seems like the, this kind of thing comes into the back of the mind, you know. Um, the, first, the first approach is just to see... You know, I was talking about allowing the breath to permeate the field of awareness. So the first approach would just be to see, can you just let it be in the background? Just kind of ignore it and stay with the breath. Um, If you find yourself kind of breathing in time with the music, then at least you're with the breath. You're you're attending to the breath, but you've probably gotten a little more attention into the music than into the breath. And so that may be a, a, a clue to you that... Um, the attention has gotten pulled a little bit more to the sound, to the, to the music, than to the breath. So I don't know if not supposed to do that, but, but see if you can then once again just allow the, um, the experience of breathing to be in the foreground. There's a, an experience I've had. It, it feels to me almost like the breath is, is in front of me. Wherever it is in my body, it feels in a way that it's, 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 it's out here, kind of. And then whatever else is going on can just be in the background. And, and that can be not problematic. So this non-problematic relationship with other things is actually a part of the practice. They're just kind of allowing them to be there. If, and to not attend to them, you know, that, that they're just kind of in the background and you're not putting any attention into them. If they're pulling your attention, if you're, they're pulling at your attention, then you, you can um, turn your mindfulness to them. And if, if you find that it's such a struggle to stay with the breath, that you just cannot pay attention to the breath because this other thing is going on, then I would use mindfulness with it. And the, the thing that I found most helpful with that is to note either singing, if, there's, um, if, if I'm singing, or um, just to, to notice, you know, uh, music is happening. And then if it dissipates or um, falls away, then come back to the breathing. Or you could go another route entirely, open your eyes, for instance, sometimes with... Um, thoughts like that in the background. When we open our eyes, it brings in a new uh, field that cuts our attention to that kind of thinking. So you could open your eyes and see if you could be with the breathing with your eyes open. So many, many ways to explore that. And there's again, there's no one right thing. I've used many. I've used all of these things in my own practice with exploring things like this. So skillful means, find what works for you. Um, in general, I would say yes, but, but you might 
it, oh, sorry, the question, yes. The question is, would I recommend the same series of steps, essentially, for painful sensation? Um, with the addition of... Um, in general, I would say yes, but with the addition of if, in fact, the, um, the pain feels uh, so strong that you can't be with it, then move. I mean, that, that you can't let it be in the background. It's fine to move. We don't have to bear through pain. This is what Temple was, was talking about this morning. We can, if we find that um, we're paying attention to the breathing and pain gets so strong that we can't pay attention to the breathing anymore, I'd actually suggest moving, if moving would help you. I mean, sometimes there's pain in the body that moving doesn't help. <laughs> But so, in general, I would say yes. Start with seeing: can you let the pain be in the background? Just attend to the breathing. Yes. I'm experiencing something that's not really thinking, but I guess it's a thought pattern. It's inane. Is it, it, so that she's mentioning that she's experiencing thoughts that she wouldn't really call thinking, but there's an inanity to the thoughts. Is it dreamlike? Dreamlike? Images? Uh-huh, okay, so there's just kind of random thoughts coming in that the mind kind of latches to and then does things with, it sounds like. Yes, it makes up. So again, you know, just notice when you wake up into that kind of thing, the first thing I'd suggest is notice what the impact of that has been on your experience. Have you gotten tense? Has tension crept in? If tension has crept in, then allow yourself to relax again. Come back to starting with relaxation. Generally, those kind of inane thoughts don't have a lot of mental pull. I mean, it's not like we're terribly invested in them. It's, it's more like, you know, they're just, the mind is off doing something. But when we wake up into it, often it's not that, that there's a lot of attachment to go back and think that thing. So you can generally let go of the thought, but see how it has impacted you to have been thinking. So has there been some tension that's crept in? If so, relax. Come back to relaxation. Now, one of the benefits of this kind of exploration, especially around thinking, well, I think it's got a couple of benefits. One is that the first, the first thing that we do, that our instruction is when we wake up into thinking, the thing, into thinking, the first instruction is not come back to the breath. That, I think, tends to create a, a kind of a yanking attitude. I think we're all familiar with that. You know, we wake up into thinking, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be paying attention to the breath, and there's a yanking. We kind of yank ourselves back to the breath. I find taking a little time to hover in the place where I've woken up, allow, the, allow myself to check in. Has tension crept in? If it has, then come back to relaxation so that you're coming back to the breath from a place of relaxation. You might also notice in this kind of exploration, there are times when the mind wanders off into thought. And what actually happens as the mind wanders off into thought is that the mind actually is letting go. It's relaxing more. And when we notice the waking up, what we will have found is that there's actually more relaxation available from which to come back to the breath. If we are just immediately waking up and going, oh no, come back to the breath, we'll miss that entirely. And this actually happens more than you might realize, that as the mind wanders off, there's actually a kind of a settling and relaxing. Sometimes I've found that the mind wandering off can be when it's, want, when it's a, a true wander, you know, when it's just drifting off into thought, it's not the charging out into thought, but it's a drifting off into thought. When it's a wander like that, sometimes it's an indication that I had been putting a little too much force in 
to the practice of attending to the breathing. And the mind is just going, you know, this is too much. I, I can't do this. And it wanders off. It finds a way to relax. And so if we can pick up on that when we come back from, from the wandering, when we wake up into it, if we can pick up on the relaxation that's happened, we can bring that then to our attention to the breathing. Mm-hmm. One last one. So similar to that last question about wandering your mind, but more based on just images, it almost feels like you're like you're going to go to sleep, but you're not crashing. You're just kind of putting in place, and you see a story being built around these images. Yes. Uh-huh. Is it similar advice for that? Well, that that tends to be um, that's a a similar kind of um, kind of drifting, but that particular kind of wandering generally is a little bit low energy. The energy is a little on the low side. And so something to bring just a little tiny bit of energy into the system there can help. Opening your eyes might help there. Um, or maybe a little bit more um, um, careful attention to the in-breath, the end of the in-breath, the beginning of the out-breath, the end of the out-breath. A little bit more careful attention. What I found in a state like that... You know, sometimes I'll, I'll, I will have a tendency to try to, knowing that there's not much energy, to add a lot of energy. You know, okay, I'm really going really gonna to make some effort here. And what that tends to do is to spin me into over-efforting. So it's, it's like you're, you're pretty close in that space where the mind is creating dreamlike images. So just the tiniest little bit of increasing the effort to... Um, to add a little bit of energy to the system. So a, a little bit more precision to the being with the breath or opening the eyes, those, those things can help. Standing up can help. Um, let me think of other things. Those are the ones that come to mind. And then just, did you have a, a quick one? Yeah. moving to the, my attention is moving to the point in between the out-breath and the in-breath. Mm-hmm. Like to a point. Like a one-pointed one in there. And it, it's very concentrated, but it's not quite the breath anymore. What, what do you say? So the, the question is that she's fine, it's between the in-breath and the out-breath? Mm-hmm. There's a... a the, the mind is resting at the point between the in-breath and the out-breath. Just allow it to rest there. I mean, it's not, it's not going to... Um, you're not going to stop breathing. <laughs> you know, so just allow it to rest there for as long as it happens. And then at some point, the, in, the, the other part of the breath will come in, and then you just are with that. So you can just allow the attention to rest in that space. So I, I tend to keep my attention in the general vicinity where I have been paying attention because that's where the sensations will reappear when the out-breath begins. So just kind of keeping the attention there, but just allowing it to rest there, especially if you have that sense of the mind being able to just rest in that space. So we should um, stop. So we have about 25, 23, 25 minutes for walking practice before the evening meal. The evening meal starts at 5.15. So allowing yourself to continue with your breath meditation, with the walking, and enjoy your walk. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.